Hello and welcome to a new episode. Hello, Juice. Hello, Maxi Boy. What are we talking about today? Oof, today it is one of my favorite topics uh, in game devs or in any dev kind of anyway. Uh, AI, artificial intelligence. Great. I uh, I know that you like you like this a lot. You like this topic a lot, and you have done a lot of lectures on it, right? As well. Yeah, I have. Uh, I've been going around to places, showing off my skills. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, I've been telling people why they should be bothered with uh, doing a double check on their AI yeah. and what kind of AI uh, algorithm they can use to improve the the uh, the feasibility of their product or even. Uh, just to make the their characters or whatever algorithm, uh, I mean, whatever uh, kind of product they have, uh, seem more natural and human-like. Yeah, because you in in your game. So I mean, just to be uh, to be um, um, like generalizing everything, I would say a- any type of game that most people have played has some element of AI in it, regardless of if it's a single player game or if it's a um, um, multiplayer game right so it's uh, AI is kind of a must in all games I would say and AI is kind of a term that has been mushed and squished into something that people have different kinds of uh, they see the same thing as different things basically Yeah. yeah. Uh, and many many don't even see the the things that you implement in code could actually be seen as an artificial intelligent part of the product or code yeah yeah that's true and uh, and also i mean it's uh it's a very very important part of the game to have some some element of ai just just to make the game interesting and uh, and all that i i think for single player games it's it's a much bigger uh part of of the game but also for multiplayer games i'm thinking like uh, league of legends has some some ai in it which is a very popular multiplayer game uh and you have to kind of understand that ai which is pr- pretty easy i mean i would say it's a pretty basic ai in league of legends right uh yeah it depends on which part of the uh, the game you're uh, referring to there are AI for minions, uh, which is basically a predetermined path they can go uh, and predefined priority on which characters they they're about to attack. And the turrets have some very basic AI as well. But there is also another AI, uh, which is when you go and play five versus no, PVE. Uh, basically, when you're a new guy to the game uh, and you want to learn the game there is actually a game mode where you can play versus the computer and that ai is a bit smarter than just basic yeah exactly because those are other champions that you can meet and they have a skill set and they have to make decisions and and all that so they yeah exactly yeah it's because i was thinking it's the same thing i mean regardless if uh, counter-strike may seem like a very easy game and non-ai uh, because it's a multiplayer competitive game and there are not so many elements of AI while you're playing against other players. Uh, but they also have this bot thing. So they, of course, need uh, need uh, this more advanced AI that has to be able to take decisions and all that. So 
even there, there, there's, uh, there's, there are elements of AI. And then, of course, I mean, single-player games and uh, MMORPGs and all that, they have quite massive elements of AI, I would, I would think, at least. Um, you would be surprised as to how bad the AI in MMORPGs are. Okay. <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> the, they're they're pretty much predefined most of the time. Uh, now, of course, there are, it's, there are ser seriously some uh, there are probably some games out there that have some massively super mega intelligent AI in the background, but I am guessing that they they are pretty few. And one of the reasons I would guess is because you would want the players to be able to go back and forth uh, through the through through the uh, the world and explore the the uh, the monsters there but every monster pretty much behaves pretty much the same right yeah there yeah. there are some minions there where or their path is predefined they just run straight at you and when they are in range they just shoot arrows or uh, attack you with some melee attack um and if you go for some raid bosses, then their AI is probably a bit smarter, but still, it's pretty simplistic in my opinion. Yeah, one um, actually, one game that implemented a more advanced version of, of an AI was um, uh, Bloodborne, which was uh, from Software Game, the, the Japanese developer. They, they kind of made it very, very interesting, I think, um, because depending on so you you had some points that you could get from cert, from doing cert, certain things it was they were called insight um and you could have a maximum of 99 insight um and also when you as you got more and more insight uh the 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 uh, behavior of the monsters changed and also um revisiting places that you were before you could you could see that oh well you thought you knew the mechanic of a certain monster or or enemy and then when you revisited it since you had more insight that would completely change to another skill set so that was pretty cool that was like the coolest thing i've i've seen in uh in ai gaming at least that was very very smart as well yeah sounds like a cool mechanic i would Yes, that this uh, this is one of the uh, implementations of an algorithm called GOPE, goal-oriented action planning, and uh, what that does is well, just go back giving a quick example of a state machine, which uh, the GOPE algorithm is based on. A state machine is basically if you're in this state, you can do this, uh, and you can transition into another state which does something else, and whatever state you're in as some kind of prerequisite um for instance say that you're an ai in uh, it's an fps game right and there is some cover in front of you and you have some ammo in your gun and you see that there is uh, the player that you're going against has a grenade so what do you do do you go for reload do you take cover do you uh, throw an grenade back or whatever there are different kinds of options that you can do there and depending on which state you are in you do different kinds of uh, actions yeah well that is the the how we plays how games used to do things basically uh, going through a game called fear uh, they took that to another level and implemented something called 
scope, goal-oriented action planning. And that is one of my favorite algorithms, uh, which is basically say, saying, here, I lay out every action that I can do in front of you. And then the AI just says, all right, so I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And if I take this path, uh, I kill the character in front of me, but I also die. If I take this path, then I'm out of ammo, but I still survive. If I take this path, uh, then nothing really happens. And it, it tries to weigh the different options against each other uh, into, ga into getting some kind of a, a path that it follows uh, in terms of actions, a sequence of actions. Yeah, and uh, I, I heard that fear is kind of still the benchmark of, of AI when it comes to... Uh when it comes to uh, games and AI in games. Uh, the, the, the thing, the, it was so revolutionary that it's still kind of a benchmark they, they, they hold. Uh, and th there's another thing because they, they did some, because it's a, Fear is a uh, horror game. So they were, they were combining elements of uh, psychological fear and stuff like that into the AI as well. Uh, into the decision making, I th I think, because I, I when I was I was reading and documenting online about about different types of AI and uses of AI and fear was coming up as as the benchmark in in AI gaming still. Uh, yeah, or there in are AI a lot of people games. talking about it, even still. I mean, when was it? Two thousand and I think it was two thousand. Yeah, something like that, or maybe even earlier, two thousand and seven or something. Because yeah. I remember there, I think uh, the first Fear game anyway, because there were there was a follow up or something like that. Uh, but I th I think it was through two thousand and seven or something. Uh, yeah, I just looked it up. Two thousand and five. Two thousand and five, even yeah. Yeah. Damn. Which is like way back, fifteen years ago, and people still talk about the AI. Yeah, that because it was it was so impressive. Yeah. 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 Um, but so yeah, I would guess that the uh, the the AI that you mentioned is some kind of uh, version of Gope. Probably, yeah, yeah, I would say, because uh, I was uh, <clears throat> so when I was uh, looking online as well to for for documentation, I found this uh, was a Google book, I think, um, and they were talking about the different types of AI that we have: deterministic, which is a predictable behavior and there are no elements of uncertainty so the ai doesn't just make uh decisions by itself there's also always a predicted path uh like uh, i don't know a chasing algorithm or something yeah like league of legends uh the menus that we talked about yeah or exactly in, uh, in golden eye when we played that then on the nintendo 64 um you could always you, you always knew where the uh your opponent opposing uh ai characters were and how you defeat them and how how they would react to your uh to your actions yeah yeah exactly so it's it, it becomes because i mean like in league of legends well it depends because you can you can say that deterministic ai since they're very predictable they can shorten the lifespan of a game pretty much if you're just basing it on the ai itself because a player would become bored Right, so it was like, oh, this is so, and it becomes just easier and easier as you as you uh, discover the pattern of of the AI. But then I think that what they did in League of Legends is very smart because you have to kind of 
use the this prediction of the how the AI works. And now, I mean, most people that have played League of Legends know how it works, right? So because it's very, very simplistic. But at the same time, uh, you have to use that to your advantage to uh, to to gain an advantage in in the game. So if you uh, and and in that way, I think it it doesn't really limit the the lifespan of of the game, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're touching on a subject there that is uh, one of my uh, one of the things that I'm interested in, uh, which is like player psychology and what what drives them, what motivates them. And one of the things that that I do in my game is uh, I categorize the AI in, in three different kinds of AI. The first one, which is exactly the one that you described, is a very simplistic uh, AI. The reason why you would want a, an AI that is very simplistic is for you to, for you as a player, to just offload your cognitive load, so you don't have to think about what what is this character going to do next. You know exactly what it's supposed to do, so you know exactly uh, how how much time you have to do something else or uh, where the character is going to be in a certain amount of time. And and that offloads um, from the cognitive load of a player. In my next version, the next, the more smarter version of the AI, I have some kind of decision making that is more, more human-like. It gives the player, it gives the AI a bit of uh, depth, which kind of challenges the player in a certain way. And that is that is really crucial for a player. The player needs to be challenged in some way. To get back to go back to to the character to go back to the raid boss uh, etc and then there is the ultimate level basically which is to mimic the a human player that is really hard to do and uh, for that i actually use the the gope algorithm that we talked about just re- uh, just recently yeah yeah well i mean so, yeah there i i guess there are different there are different uh, types like you said different ways of psychologically impacting a player depending on yeah exactly yeah exactly um, and and you always want the want the player to be to feel engaged even though it is a boring ai you you kind of let the player decide what to do with that yeah yeah and i think i mean it's it's smart for for a game like league of legends it's it's a simplistic ai but since it's a multiplayer and direct pvp thing I mean, it's it would be extremely complicated for the player if they if they had to be both engaged in the AI itself and engaged in the exactly. what is the other player doing. That's just too much, uh, exactly. too much for for their brain to handle. So that means that well, we have to keep this simple. Like you said before, you have to know that okay, very very simple. Your brain just knows that this this minion right here will do this. It automatically knows because you played the game before. You learned the pattern. It was very easy to learn, and then you know it's it's just very very simple. Then you can concentrate on what the other player is doing. Actually, um, exactly. And most of the time, the whenever you go into a team fight in League of Legends, it's chaotic just as it is. Imagine having thirty minions around you doing something that you need to keep track of as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just wouldn't work, right? Because it, yeah. it would be just too far too complicated for the players to keep track of everything. I think a lot of players would just quit the game because it's it's far too complicated, and then you get to the to the to a place where you have to make it more simple. 
uh, again. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I think uh, um, more maybe more simply. I don't know the trend to be honest, but I'm thinking that well, in multiplayer games, usually more simplistic AI, AI algorithms are being used, while single player games where you actually your your opponent is the ai it has to be more complicated or more advanced uh, but i don't know um, the trend to be honest i would argue for it depends on the game genre that you're playing um imagine having a bullet hell uh, game where you're a spaceship shooting a bunch of aliens um and you have a lot of like particles flying around you uh, projectiles sorry um imagine the the ai being super smart there that would be really hard for the player just as it, as it is i mean i haven't seen bullet hell games being played that much because the ai is good it's more that the ai is basically super hard to kill uh which is the challenge in the inner game so i would say the the challenge itself uh kind of guides where in which way you want the ai to go yeah yeah if there is a really cool story driven game then you would probably have i want to have a smart ai yeah um i'm thinking of games like uncharted the 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 ai there is really cool i mean the the storytelling uh of the of the game the the character characters themselves don't really do much um they're basically just there whenever i play the game uh, i don't mind them that much but they're the when you dash around uh, on a building and jump from place to place you hear the characters talk about something uh, that happened way back or whatever uh, and it's really cool just to get engaged with the other character in in terms of a storytelling kind of aspect yeah and yeah. not just gameplay uh, and challenging aspect of it yeah, that's that's true. I mean, uh, Uncharted is really about a, a, a cohesive story and and engaging the player in that story. So uh, yeah, the the AI needs to be on another level, and also I guess it needs to be human-like, right? Um, so you so yeah, you exactly. Get... In that in the, in that sense, the 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 AI needs to be advanced in such a way that it knows how which lines to choose in which uh, context. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now that I, is that is still that can still be a deterministic kind of a way for the for the characters to do it. It just has one algorithm to choose from a bunch of lines that it can choose in a in a dialogue system, which is basically connected. Uh, uh, it's basically just a graph with connected nodes. Yeah. And. Um, I was thinking about because uh, we were talking about this goal goal oriented thing. Um, Gope, yeah, yeah, action uh, goal oriented action planning. Exactly. I didn't want to use the the short thing, but then I forgot about <laughs> I forgot about the whole whole name. So I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a <laughs> I, I kind of remember it because it sounds like goat, and you know, goat is <laughs> something that I've just spit out from time to time. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like goat. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was thinking um, about uh, how how is that combined? Because I don't I don't actually know. Maybe you do. Um, there are um, they're talking about neural networks and stuff in AI as well. 
and uh, self-learning AI. And I don't know um, of how many games actually are using that. And is that used together with uh, Gope? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there are a lot of the the neural nets are part of something that is undeterministic, right? You yeah. you train a you you literally train a brain to see a pattern, and then you feed it with some data and you hope for some kind of action that makes sense. Uh, one of the cool thing, things with neural nets is that the more data you have, the more the easier it is for you to know what the AI is going to do. If you don't, if you feed it the wrong data, you'll probably get some really weird aspects, uh, really weird brains for the AI. Uh, there are a couple of uh, such. I would go back to your question uh, soon. Um, there are a couple of instances where they trained an AI to. It's a really simple thing. Uh, they have one character which has the goal of the character is to basically go from one place uh, to another. Imagine a 16 times 16. Uh, board uh, where every tile is a place where the AI can be. Yeah. And there, it's really easy. You just go from A to B. And then they added a wall, and they added an action for the for the character to to jump. So it had to make a choice. How do I get over the wall? We as humans, when we implement that, we th we we think that the AI is going to behave. The way we want it to behave but what the ai did was actually something really cool and made use of gravity in a really creative way the the gravity in that in that jump was basically not pushing the character down fast enough so what the character what the ai did was it just jumped around the wall <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> <And> very smart <laughs> that is really creative i mean <laughs> That is really cool, uh, and it took the the team to like, I think it was like eight eight hours or something to train that brain. It, they just left it over the night, and then the day after, they they went back and gave it just another level to beat, and basically just jumped around the wall <laughs> because <laughs> it made use of the the gravity <laughs> in such a cool creative way. Um, but that touches upon something that is really. I think the core issue as to why neural nets aren't used that much in, in games nowadays, you as a developer don't really have that much control over whatever you're feeding it. You know, you know that you can give it something to learn, but you don't know how it's going to learn it. And that is really annoying for you as a developer, as well as for the gamer uh, when you play the game. Yeah. Because you... Imagine that being a world-building kind of a game, and you want the uh, you want to create a PvP kind of a layout where you as a player just put out a bunch of walls, covers, etc., and then all of a sudden your AI just jumps out of the uh, out of the window around the <laughs> around the building yeah. and jumps in, <laughs> which is really weird. Um, but yeah, so that is I think one of the reasons why why they don't use it. That being said, there are a lot of algorithms that actually teach uh, AI in a, in a cool fashion. Yeah, because um, that that's what I wanted to to when when you said I, I I thought about that as well. That for I mean, a deterministic AI is 
more cheap to implement and and it's also a lot easier to debug because the undeterministic one like you say i mean you would have to have the correct amount of data a lot of data for it for it to learn and then you need a lot a lot of time uh, to spend on debugging um, so it's just not worth it i guess for for the developers either not uh, in the raw kind of format i would say yeah so uh, uh, yeah the like i just said previously if you if you have enough data then you could probably get the, the ai to do what you want it to do but then going the deterministic way would probably have get, gotten you there way faster way easier and also probably che uh, cheaper in terms of uh, performance yeah because i mean there are there are certain there are certain things that you can do even for for deterministic ais because you can have i think that uh, um some a term that i saw online was cheating ai which is basically and i think they use that in starcraft where uh the ai didn't know where the player was so it could ask the game engine well okay where's the player uh, he's here and it had uh, okay. yeah it had a, a lot of a lot of uh access access to a lot of data that the player doesn't doesn't have so then you can make it seem a lot smarter than it actually is because it has knowledge that you as the player uh, don't so so then you can yeah, take okay. decisions on on different things um and I would I would probably think that uh, games like StarCraft or uh, Red Alert uh, and games that implement Fog of War would use AI like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that's that's um, and and yeah, the StarCraft is a long time ago. Um, so so they I don't know how how it looked for StarCraft Two, uh, but uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, it's a cool way of thinking just to uh, uh, just to make the ai more powerful and also i, I think uh, challenging the player a bit more because now the ai has knowledge that you don't have so you kind of have to overcome that in in some way on the, on the surface it looks like the ai has the same um uh, preconditions as you have but it really doesn't which makes it kind of kind of cool and more challenging i guess yeah that makes it more challenging and and probably more fun as well yeah yeah it's it, yeah if you're a good player then it's it's fun with with a uh, uh with a good ai because i mean what i what i've noticed and um what i'm missing from games like league of legends you have the practice tool and um when you become a fairly skilled player and i've played x amount of hours then uh, it's uh, i think the ai is a bit too easy um now if you're a new player uh, then of course it's it's a lot harder because you don't know what's going on you have to learn your character you have to learn the skills set uh and and all those things but as a, as a more experienced player but maybe it's not for the more experienced players maybe it's just for trying out uh different different things but i would definitely like if if the practice tool could have more um advanced advanced ai but yeah it's um it's just a wish then if if you are a skilled player then you prob probably want to play against other skilled players anyway so maybe it doesn't really matter yeah the thing that you're touching on there is there is one way that i really don't get why riot games the creators of league of legends don't make use of their huge database of 
uh, of character data, player data. Because on one on one hand, yeah, sure, you want you want new people to get to know the game, but there's also an intermediate game mode where you can add intermediate, uh, well, smarter AI that you go up against. But even they are really predictable. Now imagine if you take all the games in a certain rank, say, for instance, uh, you're a bronze player or a silver or a gold player, uh, and you just take just a percentage of those uh, of games that are in a similar rank than, uh, that you that you are with the character that you use, uh, etc., and just record the the how you as a player play, and feed that into a uh, a neural net and train that neural net to become more human-like, then all of a sudden you have a huge player base that is not really players in in the terms uh, in in terms that you're it's not really a human player, but they act as if they were human, and that itself makes it more challenging for for the players. Yeah, I it's guess... it's the unpredictability, right? I mean, that's that's the even yeah, if it's exactly. a bad player, but it's still doing unpredictable stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you as a player just want to learn some tactics, you want to go into a single player mode, but still have your opponents and teammates be AI that are kind of on the same level that you are. That's when we. That's what you learn the best. When they are a bit hard, better than you, but they're not unbeatable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you imagine if Riot Games just took a, a percentage of of the uh, data that they have and implemented that into an into a character brain in a neural net fashion. Yeah, and, and, you, and I mean they do have the data because there are so many yeah, games going on at at the same time all over all over the world. I don't know how many million players they have right now. One hundred and eleven active million players. Oh, yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> I mean that 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 yeah, amount I did of the data. Research when I did <laughs> when I created when, uh, during my game. Uh, ah, when okay. I go around and, and pitch it to <laughs> publishers and stuff. Uh, League of Legends is one of the games that I that I have as a uh, benchmark. Yeah, because because I mean they they do have the data, so so gathering the data is definitely no problem. And you know, for me, what what I would do actually, if I um, um, if I uh, would use the practice tool, which I have. I mean, you use it sometimes to to understand new champions and to see what their skill set is and uh, how you can use the, the, the combination of skills and which items to use on them and, and all that, which is good. Uh, but, you know, if I could if I could choose like the, the AI level based on real world world rank, so you would say, well, you know, you want to play against bronze players or you want to play, play against silver players or gold players, I would, uh, I would definitely want to try out playing against like challenger level players or diamond players just to see the difference <laughs> yeah right? exactly just to see uh, how, how you how you yeah, go up yeah, cause it, exactly because it's it's such i mean it's such a realization to see well okay shit i'm doing all these things wrong uh, or am i doing these things right or are they this and that and that would be a lot of fun i i think that i mean <clears throat> if you could invite your players to the practice tool or custom games 
and then you, you you have a team and then you can play against a diamond team for example you would you would maybe maybe it's too hard or maybe it's just enough you would definitely see where you're lacking as as a team i i, I guess because you wouldn't yeah, I win mean, if you could if you just go back uh, into a recorded game and see what what did the ai do there which like impacted me in this way why what what did i do wrong in that certain instance that's when you learn right so when you when you just go back and see the, the things that you did wrong and having someone that is better than you uh like pound you <laughs> to the ground basically uh you realize stuff yeah exactly i i i know that i would use it that way at least not yeah, I would every every time but because uh, you would you would like like you said you want you don't want unbeatable uh, because you're 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 not learning that much uh, if it's if it's unbeatable but but um, you do if it's like one step higher or something like that then then you then you learn you learn the most and you yeah, see exactly. where your mistakes are and then you become better and then you become better at playing um but i would definitely go for either you know not maybe not top top level of the of of that certain ai or or anything like that but somewhere in between like me and top level just to see okay you know how 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 much of a difference is it and yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. i mean if you're you're like that in in as a human i mean if you're if you, if you just step out of your comfort zone just like one step already there you've learned something new yeah exactly yeah so yeah you by the way you just you said something there uh or maybe we both said um which gave me the uh i, re I just remembered something in in unity the 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 game engine that i use uh, there is actually a uh, a machine learning module that you can just add to 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 the engine mm -hmm, that's and cool. They they have a lot of different algorithms that they uh, let you try out depending on what kind of context the AI is supposed to be in, and one of the things that they have is uh, what is it called? E imitation learning, mm -hmm. which is basically having a player play the game, and the AI learns from that player. And okay. they showed it off in a really cool context where a player uh, was driving a car and the AI was supposed to learn from the player how that uh, how it's supposed to go around uh, the racetrack. They did the they did a a comparison between uh, just letting the AI learn by itself and how how we would turn out having a player. Uh, doing the how, how it's supposed to be yeah and it went from i think it was like uh 25 minutes or something or maybe an hour uh with just reinforced learning saying hey you just touched the wall there and uh, don't do that again and yeah. every time the ai just went straight into a wall it just got a punishment or as soon as it got somewhere uh further away from mm -hmm. the where it's actually supposed to be, it got some kind of a punishment or a reward, uh, etc. But in terms of uh, the imitation learning, just after like four minutes or five minutes, 
the the AI was a perfect copy of the player. Yeah. Now that of itself is really cool because that means that you can have playtesters play the game, and you have different kinds of ranks of players playing the game, and your AI will uh, basically imitate them. Yeah, exactly, and that's enough. I mean, you could, of course, for for a realistic behavior. Uh, use like we said neural networks to to learn that is a neural that is a neural network in the yeah, in yeah the that's true that's true yeah that's true yeah so um i mean it's really it's a really cool technology that they use there um which works for racing games that would probably not work for a fighting game or maybe it, maybe it would but yeah it would probably be harder yeah yeah that's that's uh that's true i mean and and i I guess yeah as you said that's that is a neural neural network but I don't know it doesn't it just requires data from one player right yeah but over a different uh, a number of sessions yeah okay okay so it so, so it, you just play the same track like 5 10 20 15 times okay uh, mm -hmm. but it's like you say yeah then they can have different playtesters or they can just gather up some people from different different ranks and uh, yeah, exactly. let let them play a couple of games um and and then you can just... have like three or four kind of categories uh where you have yeah bronze silver platinum challenger for instance yeah uh, and then you have you could just choose the ai you want to go against let's uh let's put it this way if right games ever listens to the, this podcast i mean that's <laughs> a tip do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if someone someone working at Riot, Riot Games ever ever uh, um, listens to this, then they can can maybe take that as an input and and make it happen. Or at least, I mean, it would be nice to know why not, right? Because uh, it's like yeah, they're, they're... I mean, even if you could, then there is probably a reason why why you shouldn't or why they don't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they they might think that well, you know, if you're a skilled player, then you you rank up and you go and play against other players who you don't need the AI. Or they're they're thinking, well, if uh, if uh, it costs too much, or it's just uh, something that we're not into, or whatever. I mean, there. So they're... I would think that the 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 main reason why they don't want to implement something like this is imagine if you have players going from a five v five PvP focused game to a 5v5 pve focused game instead that would probably just take players out of what uh, right games want them to play into a game mode that uh, would probably work and is really fun and but it's not what right games want for once for the game they want they want people to go up against each other yeah yeah that's that's uh true i mean they they are a pvp uh a pvp game and and they would i mean like you say if the ai is very realistic which it would be because they do have a lot of data um then uh you might lose focus from that that thing where it's about the pvp part but then i mean yeah, exactly then you can do it dif in different ways you can put limitations you can put time limitations on the matches if you want to because you still learn even if it's a shorter match you could you could say well you know you can you can you can play the practice tool with this more advanced ai but you can only do it for 15 minutes or something uh, but then again maybe you'd still get players that would would just play the pve part over and over again because 
because you you lose out on stuff that that makes the the game uh, unplayable sometimes. I yeah. mean, there is a problem with mobas being uh, having players that are too toxic. Yeah, that's Going true. Going for a PVE kind of a game mode, you just remove that part completely. Yeah. yeah true and also i mean we forgot about their other ai to be honest because they did introduce team fight tactics and that's another type of that's another type of ai i guess it's it's a bit smarter and we forgot it's about it, that actually i, I don't, don't know. think it, it is predetermined <laughs> i mean it is really deterministic and you should know exactly where where they're going if you if you place them correctly um, because it's basically for, for people who don't know what TFT is uh, it's basically a chess that plays itself you just put a couple of pieces on the board and depending on range and attack speed uh, and a bunch of other stats uh, the the characters play around by themselves yeah exactly so it's it's a it's a chess it's a chess game where you you place the pieces in certain positions and the pieces have different properties and ba based on where you place them you you get different outcomes for f and also depending on what the other player has uh what their pieces are um and but yeah i i would say it's it's very deterministic yeah because i mean you can't have it learn by itself there because it's it's still a some somewhat of a skill skill based um, that is more of a strategic game. You want players to be able to know exactly what what the outcome is, depending on where where they put their characters. I mean, if you if you imagine having uh, one set of a of a, of the board in one match, uh, win your game, and then all of a sudden going up against the exact same opponent, but lose it for some reason because the characters just realize, hey, I went up against this character last time. Uh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I died for no reason, so I'm going to go for this character instead. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, your uh, the the outcome is unpredictable. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you definitely don't want unpredictable outcomes in in that situation because you the player has to know well this this character has these properties and does this and should do that every time you place them in game or every time it's played. Otherwise, exactly. it's it's just becoming a mayhem. Exactly, unless that is the one of the character's main abilities to be uh, a bit unpredictable. But that should go either way. That would that would give you as a player basically a wild card, right? The character that you're going against, uh, that you're using, is really strong in certain types of situations, but is really bad in other situations. And depending on where you put it. Uh, determines that situation yeah i mean i think that as long as it's as long as it's clear for for as as the game is clear for the player uh that this character is unpredictable or the properties of the character i think it's fine um yeah exactly because you you, you give the choice to a character to, to the player exactly yeah but if but, you if you just give the game a random if you just make the game random, then the the the, the, the player just leaves the game be because it's not fun. Yeah, you can basically uh, just throw a throw a dice and hope for a number six. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a game of chance then, and it's it's not. I mean, the the element of skill is completely removed because there is a, a certain element of randomness already in teamfight tactics based on which characters you get when and stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. So and that is basically. A base, I mean, the 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 essential part of any card game. Uh, so yeah. By the way, TFT is. A a card game combined with chess is probably better term for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you get you get dealt a hand, and then you can choose to do what you want to do with the with the hand. Yeah. And so that there, in itself is the random uh, random element that you mentioned. Exactly, and I think that there's there's okay to have one random element, but as soon as you get more random elements, you you remove the skills the the skill from the player. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just go for for a game like Mario Kart. You go up against sixteen other uh, AI characters, basically, and imagine if they uh, they the the way they work is just pure randomness. Yeah, it doesn't you, work. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. I mean, you you need to be able to know how you're supposed to beat the 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 AI. Yeah, I think I mean because. It looks like, so most games use deterministic AI because you want the player to kind of understand how the AI and predict some of the AI uh, in the game just to, to keep the player uh, engaged uh, and and um, just so they feel that they have some sort of control and that they understand. Um, I think that unless, I mean, unless you're having something that has a lot of data, a lot of the correct data, and is supposed to be very, very realistic, I think then the undeterministic AI is just too expensive to implement in in most uh, other games, to be honest. Um, yeah, and I mean, the probably the, the biggest reason is the un, undetermined nature of it. You don't really exactly know what you're getting yeah. when, you, when you develop. And it could be one par parameter, that needs to be t tweaked, but it can also be like a bunch of parameters. Yeah, for, for a developer, it's a nightmare to debug, uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you don't want any unpredictability in, in, in debugging because it just prolongs the, the time you uh, you spend. I don't know, to be honest, I was thinking about Cyberpunk is coming soon. Uh, Isn't I think. it already out? Uh, now they they um it was supposed to be out in April I think originally but then they moved they moved the release date up to I think it's October now or something like that uh, November yeah November even yeah yeah um and I'm I'm just wondering because that game um seems to have a lot of intricate AI elements to be honest um it's it seems to be very very cool um, you can basically, th th what they said is because you as the player can choose your path through the game uh, where you can play the game without, because it's an action M MMORPG and, and you can go through the entire game without firing one shot and still complete the game or you can um, you can go the other way or you can go somewhere in between or it's it's your choice completely and that that seems pretty cool i mean that's really cool to be honest um, yeah so it's it's gonna be interesting to see what type of because i haven't checked it out and i just you know it just came up 
came up in my head that whoa cyberpunk yeah they they they're gonna bring out this this awesome game at least when we were looking at the uh, gameplay at at uh, before launch at e3 2019 i think they have a, they had a 45 minute uh gameplay video and it was awesome i mean really really awesome with with uh characters being very very human-like um and now i'm just analyzing the ai parts of it the graphics is uh, the graphics part is also very very nice um but um yeah it's it, it's gonna be interesting to see what what type of ai they they've used there uh, but probably i mean i would say probably goal-oriented action planning as well most probably yeah i would know uh, i haven't seen that much of it to be honest um I've just seen a lot of screenshots. I haven't seen gameplay. Uh, I I just want to be super surprised when I get the my hands on the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, no spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know how much how much of the the actual story was in that forty five minute uh, gameplay, but it, I was I was so hyped about it. I usually don't like spoilers either. Who does? But um i was i was just i've been waiting for this game for a long time i've i think i i discovered it uh hard to say i mean it, it's been a five years ago or something um <laughs> yeah and and you know they had a web page and everything and it was just the actual just i think they had some trailer for it or something uh, but nothing else. And I was like, "Whoa, what? What's this game gonna be? It seems so cool." And you, CD Projekt Red are did the Witcher games, and, and um, yeah, they're really good at storytelling. And exactly. that is one of the aspects why I I just don't want to know anything about this game because I just want to be super surprised. Yeah. Another yeah. game that is that has this kind of that had the this kind of impact on me was Horizon. And Horizon, it was it was just one of those games that probably the first game in a very long time that I completed a hundred percent. And in terms of uh, if you, if you just analyze Horizon, the AI on that game is really simple. It is really. I but mean, it's not is even. This, is this is uh, this Horizon Zero Dawn? Zero Dawn, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the AI was basically a state machine where the it was implemented in such a way that was really intuitive for the player to know okay now I should be uh aware of the of the uh, AI or okay now I know what I can do I can just go around it uh, etc uh the AI itself had just basically three st- three three stages uh states sorry um which was basically just go around be idle, do whatever you want to do. Um, be on your lookout because something is happening around you. And then, uh, when it turned into the into that state, it also changed color. Uh, the 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 robots or the animals or whatever you want to call them, they they went from the blue-ish kind of shade into the a yellow one, which also alerted the the player that hey, you should look out. And then the whenever you saw an AI with a red one, uh, it was really just run away from there or take up your bow and shoot them in the ass, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, because but... it was it was really 
they made it in such a way that you as a player had control over when you wanted to engage or when you wanted to run. Yeah, that's and that is basically oh, sorry. Uh, that is basically exactly the kind of AI you want as a player. You yeah, want to yeah, yeah. feel that like you are in control. You have all the choices. You have all the cards in your hands, and what do you do with it? Yeah, and and it it kind of it's very smart in its simplicity that it builds upon this fact that you know it's red means stop, blue is kind of a neutral color as well. So it even visual visually it it gives you visual cues which are very smart. I mean it, I think it's it's hard to make something uh, that that simplistic and also smart at the same time um so they yeah, the, yeah. The, i mean as long as it works for your game and adds to the game feel then by all means go for it but if you if you have an ai that is uh, that's just creepy <laughs> that does some creepy things uh there are a lot of weird examples uh, of creepy ai as well well yeah uh, exactly yeah so if you if you feel that your ai isn't working for the game or does something i mean zelda had one of these problems uh, previously right instead of having uh whatever what was the it was a fairy uh, i can't remember the name uh but she always said that hey listen hey listen as yeah. as yeah. if you don't know what you're supposed to do and when you press uh, just to see what what she's about to give she's all about giving advice she was all about helping you getting through the game. But it was so annoying because basically she did this every couple of minutes. Hey, listen, as soon as you just let the controller uh, be and you looked around or just grabbed some water, or you got back to to this, to this the ferry, you always say, hey, listen, listen, hey, listen. Yeah, that's and just annoying. That's just <laughs> that's annoying. Just annoying. Yeah. yeah. Well, and doesn't really work for you. I think I think you said a really good thing there, because um, you can you can have the most complicated AI in the world behind the behind the scenes of your game, um, but you know as long as it gives something to the game in a in a unique way, then by all means. Uh, but you know if it doesn't, then just don't be afraid to simplify, and and make it more more straightforward. It's all about you know. It's all about the the gamer and keeping them immersed into the game. So if if uh, especially these days, I mean, holy crap! The the players nowadays are kind of picky, right? Not yeah. only are they picky about the games and all the things that the games do wrong, they they want to tweet about it. They want to show the world how it is done badly, etc. And there are countless of examples of play games that are really cool but they get shut down basically because of the community being too aggressive against them yeah well they can be picky because there's so many games out there right now and so many yeah. developers both i mean the big studios are making the triple a games and then you have the indie developers making a bunch of games so it's kind of hard you have to be very very original um in your game making you uh, some some games have survived the test of time. I mean, you you do have uh, League of Legends that still thrives and survives, which is a good concept. And you have Counter Strike, which still survives, and it's a very simple concept to be honest. 
but then all the new games trying to to get in there and 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 immerse players uh, it's like you say they're very picky players nowadays and they do post it on social media um and you sure. can i mean we do want quality quality games right we do want to have games that that enrich and and we as game developers we want the games that we create to be something that stand out and survive the the, the test of time like you said yeah, yeah so having an ai that is just eh just lose it do something else with it yeah yeah I mean, it doesn't have to be a complicated, like you said, it, it doesn't have to be a complicated AI to be a good game, to be an immersive game, to be a challenging game, um, to be a fun game. Uh, it's just, you know, you, you just have to know where, where, where to scale down when, when, when to introduce far more advanced uh, things. But yeah, yeah the I mean, ga game development is hard as it is. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's not really something that's really easy to do. Unless you do those hyper casual, do a game in five minutes kind of games, uh, otherwise they, it's really hard to do a game that does one thing really great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you want, if you want a franchise, then then it's a lot. It's you you have to spend much more uh, time and money on it, I guess, and and development. Um, but um, yeah, I mean it's. There, how many games were there before when you had the console games? You didn't really have PCs, right? In the eighties or something. Then any game was kind of a fun game, just because uh, you know you didn't have a lot of selection of games. That um, was a new. There was a new uh, concept at the time. Exactly. Yeah. So so they could make games about basically anything, and also uh, and the technology wasn't there. Enter ET. <laughs> <laughs> the world's worst game history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean they and and they sold they sold them and the the technology is not wasn't there, but now I mean the game engines last week we were talking about Unreal Unreal Engine 5 and how advanced that has become. Unity has become much more advanced. And as you said, for Unity you do have AI packages that you can import just right in um and um, that kind of helps i think it's good because you do have a lot of indie developers out there uh they don't have the the same amount of money as the big studios have but they do have good ideas and it's nice to see good ideas come to life and i think uh, game engines like unity and and unreal make that happen which is very very yeah. nice yeah, exactly. Anyone can make games uh, nowadays if they want to, because there is so much out there for you as a game developer. So many resources. Uh, if you just have like ten dollars, you can get a lot of assets. For, I mean, you could get sounds. You can get uh, a web page. You can get dev kits for I don't know some really obscure kind of a console. But still, it <laughs> is. It is one. It's one way to make a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, uh, there are a lot of good indie games. So, so it's um, it's pretty. I think it's a, it's a it's a fun age anyway. I mean, yeah, gamers are 
criticizing their uh, picky and all that but it just drives drives the the game developers further to to make new stuff and more in interesting stuff and and all that so i think that uh, yeah it, it's a it's a nice future ahead of us definitely which is really bad for me as a game developer because <laughs> i get a lot of competition <laughs> but hey <laughs> don't complain don't complain it's a good it's a good age it's a good age it's a good, it's a good thing as long as i get something out of it <laughs> exactly <laughs> make good games people <laughs> no, but yeah. yeah i agree i agree it's uh it's hard to be a game developer i, I guess it, it's hard than it, it it must be harder than it was before uh to be honest uh, just because of the competition but then i don't know before uh, this if we're talking about the 70s or something then maybe not everybody could become a game developer just because it wasn't as accessible as it is as it is now it's the trade-off you know uh, yeah exactly yeah it's as as it gets more accessible and everyone can do it of course many more people will do it so that's 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 the drawback or the trade-off you you get yeah yeah is this uh, about to wrap it up, I guess? Yeah. It is time for it. Yeah, I uh, think uh, it was a good episode. It was really good. It was cool. We we drifted off from the AI into something more of an indie, how how to develop games, basically. But all in all, I really like the, the, the things that we touched on. If there's yeah. anything that someone would like to add, please do uh, hook us up with any of your questions. And... Uh, yeah, please correct us if we've if we're if we're wrong in in any sense. Yeah, I think um, we we usually drift off, but it's a good thing. Uh, yeah, that's why people come to us. Exactly, <laughs> our viewers will get used to this drift drifting off and maybe appreciate it even. But um, yeah, and also I think uh, we haven't said before we we didn't say uh, in um, our last episode, our first episode, which wasn't our last episode, but yeah, the episode from the, <laughs> the first, the last first one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that we will be releasing once a week on Tuesdays so that everybody knows. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, thank you, Joseph. Another great conversation with you. I love it. Yeah, my pleasure, as oh. always. Okay, then we're signing off. I love you, brother. I love you too. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you around. Bye-bye.